This podcast is made possible by thousands of dedicated listeners just like you. Be a part of this powerful three-decade legacy of evangelization by visiting materdayradio.com or downloading the Hail Mary Media app. And thank you for joining us on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Welcome to Sunday Commentary, a weekly program designed to break open the Sunday Scripture readings. Join us as we listen to God's Word and seek to grow in our love and understanding for the good news in our lives. And now, Sunday Commentary with Kevin Doran and Carla Wehrman. The Liturgical Scripture Readings for the First Sunday of Lent A reading from the book of Genesis. God said to Noah and to his sons with him, See, I am now establishing my covenant with you and your descendants after you and with every living creature that was with you, all the birds and the various tame and wild animals that were with you and came out of the ark. I will establish my covenant with you that never again shall all bodily creatures be destroyed by the waters of a flood. There shall not be another flood to devastate the earth. God added, This is the sign that I am giving for all ages to come of the covenant between me and you and every living creature with you. I set my bow in the clouds to serve as a sign of the covenant between me and the earth. When I bring clouds over the earth and the bow appears in the clouds, I will recall the covenant I have made between me and you and all living beings, so that the waters shall never again become a flood to destroy all mortal beings. The Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Responsorial Psalm Your ways, O Lord, are love and truth to those who keep your covenant. Your ways, O Lord, are love and truth to those who keep your covenant. Your ways, O Lord, make known to me. Teach me your paths. Guide me in your truth and teach me, for you are God my Savior. Your ways, O Lord, are love and truth to those who keep your covenant. Remember that your compassion, O Lord, and your love are from of old. In your kindness, remember me because of your goodness, O Lord. Your ways, O Lord, are love and truth to those who keep your covenant. Good and upright is the Lord. Thus he shows sinners the way. He guides the humble to justice, and he teaches the humble his way. Your ways, O Lord, are love and truth to those who keep your covenant. A reading from the first letter of St. Peter. Beloved, Christ suffered for sins once, the righteous for the sake of the unrighteous, that he might lead you to God, put to death in the flesh, He was brought to life in the Spirit. In it, he also went to preach to the spirits in prison, who had once been disobedience, while God patiently waited in the days of Noah during the building of the ark, in which a few persons, eight in all, were saved through water. This prefigured baptism, which now saves you, It is not a removal of dirt from the body, but an appeal to God for a clear conscience through the resurrection of Jesus Christ, 
who has gone into heaven and is at the right hand of God with angels, authorities, and powers subject to him. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Glory to you, O Lord. The Spirit drove Jesus out into the desert, and he remained in the desert for 40 days, tempted by Satan. He was among wild beasts, and the angels ministered to him. After John had been arrested, Jesus came to Galilee proclaiming the gospel of God. This is the time of fulfillment. The kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. The gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Well, Kevin, we are here at the first Sunday of Lent, going forward with the Lenten season, which we began with Ash Wednesday. Yes, yes. And originally, you know, the word Lent made, meant nothing more than like spring season, but uh, it did take on a more significant Latin term, quadragesima, which means 40th day. And so we now have a 40 day or we're in the 48 day journey until the death resurrection uh, of Christ on Easter. And uh, I want to spend just a minute talking about Lent and denial. We talked a little little bit last time about the fasting and the abstinence. And I will tell you that, uh, uh, you know, I don't fast because I like it. (laughs) I fast because I need it. And in some people, you know, they say, well, instead of giving something up, I'm going to do something extra. And I think that's meritorious, but I think there's something unique about giving something up that is special and different than just adding something. Well, self-mortification. Yes, yes. That's an important part of developing discipline. That's exactly right. And so I, I really think that the value of that giving something up that you're saying is really that it's a very effective means for attaining a greater virtue. I think we can say that physical discipline, at least for me, helps in developing spiritual uh, spiritual discipline. And that allows me to grow in my faith and strengthen my faith. So, you know, we, we want that harmony between that body and that soul. And we want to say that, yes, we can deny ourselves bodily in order to grow spiritually. And so, to, to resist temptation. We're going to hear about temptations, you know, in yes, we are. today too. So that's, right. that's where we're developing our discipline. So we're, we can, we're, we're better equipped when we come up against, you know, big, Big issues. That's exactly right. And, and, you know, we should think about, you know, the enjoyment of eating and drinking manifests the goodness of God. Yes. And now during this Lenten, we go ahead and deny ourselves to really understand that specialness, right? Yeah, I heard something once that says without the, without the fast, there can be no feast. Ah, yes. Good point. Right. You know, Hey, I'm just going to have another, you know, bowl of ice cream again tonight or something like that. But then it's like, Oh no, I'm going to deny myself that boy, that ice cream sure starts looking good. Then like, Oh, so anyway, I really want to encourage folks to uh, embrace that denial of some form, uh, yeah. however they see fit, because I really do think that leads uh, to spiritual fruit. And just, you know, a couple tips, take, take everything in Lent one day at a time, you know, do deny yourself of something. Uh, some people actually also prefer, Hey, during Lenten season, the first week I'm going to say, give up one hour TV. And then the second week I'm going to give up two hours or something along those lines where you kind of make a graduated scale. There's some things you can be very creative on how whatever it helps your spiritual journey. And for those who want to be proactive, like doing things rather than giving things out or, or, or in conjunction with, what about rather than going out with, you know, 
spending time on something you what about finding ways of engaging the entire family ah, so you yes, you know you're, right. you're 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 focusing more on well this isn't just my time me time i'm going to focus this on you know spending it with my um my brothers and sisters or maybe my um my uh, aged mother and father who yes. need my company things like that where i'm i'm giving up something more of me to um in, you know enhance their lives ah that that's a really good idea cuz then that could be part of remember lent maybe with the family or other things you know and enjoy the stations of the cross with yes. family or yeah. something like that or or go to the soup supper right? in, like you're talking about spending time with the family praying for the OCIA participants this year that's a biggie right yes. that'll be a great thing yeah. so a lot of things you can do in Lent take it one day at a time uh, with our readings today uh, again with the first Sunday of Lent these first three Sundays of Lent all have a covenant theme we're going to talk today about the covenant of Noah second Sunday of Lent will be a covenant with Abraham and then the third Sunday Lent will be a covenant with Moses. And I want to spend just a minute because I want to make sure that people understand that there is a definite difference between a contract and a covenant. A contract is something that you would make a promise and then you can break if some, if the other party breaks their promise. But a covenant is made by swearing an oath. And oath swearing, the Latin term for oath is sacramentum. So we tie that oath to that sacramental life in our church. Interesting, right? Yeah. Now you know, also in this uh, in this reading, this first reading here about Noah, we hear about God's desire to restore His relationship with mankind after the flood, and like you said, He's then making this covenant with Noah. Now, and you also said it about how a covenant is different from a contract. But when you if you're hearing this for the first time, it's kind of hard to process. A covenant is always initiated by God, and it goes beyond the bonds of a contract in that it is not merely an agreement over the exchange of property, but rather a covenant is entering into a permanent bond based on love and mutual sacrifice. A covenant establishes a bond very much of a family nature. It is a belonging to, not in the sense of ownership, but rather in the willingness to surrender for both parties, one to the other. It is a you are mine and I am yours kind of relationship. You know, God's plan of creation has always been to have an active part in our lives. He didn't produce this magnificent work of creation and then just sit back, oh, let's see what happens here. God actively pursues us and he gives us signs to remind us that he is always there. He's always with us, relentlessly calling us to be with him, to join him in that loving relationship of covenant. And I love how you said he gives us a sign because we as yeah. humans need that sign. We need something physical. And we he of course, gave us that rainbow. So whenever you see those rainbows, please remember God's covenant with us, his mercy with us. And in the first reading, of course, we read that too much water can bring de death, but water in the second reading is really a sign of life in baptism. And that's what we read about in the first letter to St. Peter. Yes, you're right. Yeah. You know, I, before we go go on that with you, um, I'm going to, I found a, a, a line in this reading that was mm -hmm. really kind of jumped out of the page. So he, we hear a reference that's made to um, when Jesus went to preach to the spirits in, in prison. Uh, this was after his death and resurrection. Uh, it says that Jesus went to preach to the spirits in prison who had once been disobedient in the days of Noah during the building of the ark. And I'm kind of going, what are, who was that? Who are those 
spirits in prison? Mm -hmm. Well, there's no one definitive answer. I had to look it up. There's not a single definitive answer as to exactly which spirits this is referring to. But Dr. Scott Hahn offers a tantalizing theory of what this might mean and suggests that these spirits are the fallen angels who directly influenced the corruption of mankind up until the days of the Great Flood. Dr. Hahn included a short essay on this theory in the Ignatius Study Bible of the New Testament. If you have that, it's well worth the read. Okay. It's amazing how one word or one yeah. sentence that would just fly by someone, right? I'm, I flew by <laughs> that one. And how deep scripture is what it's talking about yeah, yeah. it's a reminder yeah. if i'm not getting something it's it's probably me it's me it's, yeah because the multi-facets there right yeah yeah exactly well on the baptism theme uh baptizo means to immerse so many times you hear hey are you baptized that does imply a water baptism and remember here in the story it says as noah's family was saved through baptism. Remember it says, this prefigured baptism, which saved you or saves you now. Christians are saved through the waters of baptism. And so we have here in 1 Corinthians chapter 6 is another scripture reference. This is what some of you used to be, but now you've had yourselves washed, you were sanctified, you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and in the spirit of God. So it's through the Holy Spirit that baptism is a bath that purifies justifies and sanctifies. And this is something that has been held through actually most of Christian history. Um, Even uh, Martin Luther recognized this when he wrote in his large catechism. He says this, baptism is no human plaything, but is instituted by God himself. Moreover, it is solemnly and strictly commanded that we must be baptized or we shall not be saved. We are not to regard it as an indifferent matter then like putting on a new red coat. It is of the greatest importance that we regard baptism as excellent, glorious, and exalted. So even the primary figure of the Protestant Reformation tied baptism to salvation. How important that is. It certainly is. Well, in the gospel today, we have the gospel according to Mark. Yeah. And you know, Kevin, what I want to start off with is just mentioning that there's often a tendency to minimize Jesus's temptation because after all, he's God, right? And God can do anything, but that's so wrong. That makes it, it just, it just minimizes who Jesus is. Jesus was like us in everything but sin. Jesus is truly God and truly man. He isn't sometimes God and sometimes man, but rather these two distinct natures coexist in the same person of Jesus. Jesus was truly human and truly God, and in his human nature, he was also subject to temptation. Jesus didn't simply shift into overdrive so that his human nature was overridden by his divine nature, but rather He subjected himself to his father's will. And in the desert, Jesus really did suffer greatly from the temptations of Satan. And in refusing to succumb to temptation, Jesus is referred to as the new Adam. In taking on human nature and rejecting sin, Jesus became a model of the perfect man, inviting us to follow him and allowing him to fulfill his mysteries in us. Amen. Amen. You've been listening to Sunday Commentary with Kevin Doran and Carla Wehrman, produced at the studios of Modern Day Radio. For more information about this show, go to moderndayradio.com. That's M-A-T-E-R-D-E-I radio.com.
If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider sharing it with a friend. You can support this vital mission of evangelization through materdayradio.com or the Hail Mary Media app. And thank you for helping us lead souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary.